Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better. To be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, I know we do a lot of Bud Light Blue Fridays, and now we do Bud Light Blue Mondays. I know we're out and about everywhere, but I'm going to tell you what. Where I am today, you guys will want to go ahead and kick out of work early if you already have not done that. And join me off of Drover Street. I can literally see I-70, where I am from. We're a little south of Morris, off of Drover Street, near Southside, downtown Indianapolis. This place is called Back Nine, and it is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Go ahead and jump on my Twitter account at JMV1070. I gave you a look from the outside. I gave you a look from the inside. People are already out here playing. I'm telling you, it is absolutely incredible. And now, not only do you get to come here and get to play, get to come here and take part in their fantastic menu, their great food, but you can also get here, have that ice-cold Bud Light, and maybe win some Chiefs-Colts tickets to boot while we're here until 7 o'clock tonight. I don't lie to you about this stuff either because I have been everywhere, absolutely everywhere, and this place is as bad as a joint as I've ever been a part of. This is great. really is. I wish... If I had somebody else with me, I don't know if Ken can do it or not. Ken Myers, by the way, he's with us today. I don't know if he can do this, but if I had somebody with me, I would go out there. I so much want to go out there and play, man. It's going to eat at me a little bit. This place is awesome. Absolutely awesome. So if you get time and if you want to make an event, if you've been thinking about being a part of one of these events and you haven't, and you're thinking, eh, you know, maybe I got a little bit of time after work. Do it today. Off of Drover Street, back nine is our location. And if you're saying, well, wait a minute, where is it? I can't see it. I'm going to tell you what, when you get close to it, you can see it because it's an absolute monstrosity. <laughs> it's easy, absolutely easy to see. I would love to see you here. And this is going to be a fantastic afternoon, a great spot to have a Bud Light Blue Friday as we are officially in to the fall months right now. So join us here at the back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday. I'm telling you, it will not disappoint. Plus, I believe, Brittany, we have multi-pair Sienna of Chiefs Colts tickets. Four in all or four pair? Holy crap. We have four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets coming up on Sunday, too. Yet another reason to get your ass down here. Incredible. So I, I don't know what more we can do for you. I do know what the home team can do for you on Sunday. 
Um, I do know what the linebacker could do for you one of these days, and that is uh, once he gets into that optimum condition and he is back from whatever back situation that he had, um, he'll start playing again sometime. Uh, it is not going to be this week. Shaquille Leonard, along with the rookie left tackle, Bernard Ryman, have been ruled out for the festivities during the home opener coming up on Sunday. And I know that is uh, disappointing to a lot of you. Um, I don't blame you. I don't know what it means other than I've been on a couple of different Kansas City shows, right? My friend Seren Petro had me on earlier today. Just a great show out of Kansas City. I think it's 810 WHB in Kansas City. And then some dudes, actually, a couple of days ago, I told you about this. I was on with their show, and they're good guys too, uh, but they just didn't inform me I was on until, like, the end of the interview. So I was just going on about everything and anything and and they just uh, then said, hey, yeah, by the way, you're live on the air. And I go, hey, great. I mean, at least I didn't cuss or anything, which was strong, because normally I do. Uh, but the, the, uh, the prevailing wisdom is regarding getting to the Chiefs defensively is the obvious. It's trying to contain Patrick Mahomes, and that's easy, and everybody gets that. But it is, and both, really, both shows had told me this. The way that you can get at them is with playmaking ability defensively. I mean, it's one thing to, to do, like, for example, and he was back practicing today, what you expect from Yannick Ngakwe that we haven't seen a trace of so far is consistent edge rushing. Of course, you have to keep Mahomes contained. Again, this is all stuff that, that 70-year-olds will know about Patrick Mahomes right now. But what they had told me was the playmaking ability that can be there and specifically, they brought his name up, and I really don't know why I'm bringing it up now because the dude's ruled out. But it's the playmaking ability that you saw a year ago from Shaquille Leonard that they said, that's the one thing you're going to watch out for because these guys are punchable. And I said, well, what do you mean by punchable? And he said, these guys are punchable from a standpoint of punching the ball out because, you know, they're going for that yak and they're going hard after it, and they are punchable in that variety and that was kind of the thought early in the week you know what this guy can finally get back and I'm not going to turn this thing into an Andrew Luck saga I'm just not I know a lot of people certainly are talking about it in that fashion I am still worn out from that all those years ago but at the same time that was going to be a big key that was going to be a big key something that he does well yet something they have not had in now the first three weeks of the season. So we had talked about that with them. That is now by the board because he will be out yet again in this week number three. Now, Alec Pierce is back. He's cleared concussion protocol. And I guess we'll find out officially the expectation is for Michael Pittman Jr. to play. But I don't know if I'm holding my breath. And, and mind you, uh, it's not good for your health regarding Colts injuries if you ever say, I'm not going to hold my breath, or I will hold my breath, because once you start holding your breath, you know kind of what happens with Colts injuries in mind. So do not hold your breath, all right? I'm not going to either. Big game coming up on Sunday, and I mentioned this yesterday about being able to finally put together a good game. Not just a good quarter, which I think a lot of Colts fans probably would take that right now, the way that it goes, but just a good game. And you're going to have to do this against this Kansas City team. People ask me, what are you most concerned about? Clearly, it is that offense. But I will also tell you, 
it seems like Jacksonville, with what they did defensively up front and really screwing up this Colts offensive line with the stunts and with the twists, I mean, why would you not, if you're Steve Spagnuolo, you know, try to do as much as you can to wear out and force into just horrendous decision-making the 37-year-old quarterback? Especially if you know, and even if Michael Pittman Jr.'s back, if you're not really worried about anybody that you're going to throw to. That's the biggest concern for me right there. Because we're waiting and wondering, right? When I was on this Kansas City show with Sir Petro this morning, he said, hey, you know, you go back to 2019, you remember what happened. And, yes, I do remember what happened. And most many of the faces have changed. But what they did has been a formula to get at the Chiefs before. Now, granted, it was completely different because if you remember in that 2019 example on that Sunday night, Mahomes entered the game already, as we would call dinged up, and then further hurt that situation during the game. Now, it was because some of the things that the Colts were doing, they were actually getting after him defensively. They were getting after him. But that first quarter that I remember, I remember vintage Mahomes, right? And I'm showing you via YouTube Live inside the lounge right now. Vintage Mahomes. I mean, he was scrambling, running all over the place, which is the absolute 100% danger zone right there. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, keep him in the pocket, whatever. But when he gets out and he can make plays, his guys don't stop. And... Without Tyreek Hill, that philosophy has not changed one ounce. They're smart. They go out in the offseason and try to pick up to fill that gap where they knew that Tyreek Hill likely was not going to be here, where they were likely going to have to part ways. They did. Now, there have not been great production numbers out of Valdez Scanling or by Smith-Schuster yet. But they're guys that have proven themselves in the past, and that's a good thing. And that's the thing we've been talking about with the Colts for so many years. People think that I just believe that wide receivers grow on trees and free agency, and you should go out and pick that fruit. I'm not, but I think you should take it seriously. So I mentioned basically some of these, these free agent wide receivers of a year ago. That's why I love, not against the Colts, mind you, a week ago, but I like what we see from a guy like Christian Kirk because a lot of people laughed at it. A lot of people said he set the bar so high at wide receiver, it's ridiculous. Why do you give this guy that much money? Well, you give the guy that much money because so far in two games, he scored three touchdowns for them. It's worth it. I think everybody's all about the growth, and that's fantastic. We're going to pick our own and grow into something. But if it never grows into something or if it grows, really, now, you got a 37-year-old quarterback. You don't have time to grow into something. you got to get stuff done right now. It's like last week. The excuse of the week last week regarding the offensive line was, well, and really the defensive line as well, it was, well, these guys really, you know, they haven't gotten into it yet. From a standpoint of Gus Bradley, you know, they really, you know, they're not confident. They're not, you know, going at top speed because they're still thinking too much about it. I mean, what? <laughs> the hell with that? Just go out there and make some plays. I don't know what you have to think about if you're in Gawkway, for example. There's the quarterback. They just snapped the ball. Go get his ass. Right? Am I wrong? Because you're not out there to play the run because if you were out there to play the run, you wouldn't be out there to play the run because you're not good at playing the run. 
You're out there to put pressure, consistent pressure on the quarterback. This defensive line is top three paid in the NFL because people have top three expectations for them. And they've not delivered anywhere near that so far. That was the excuse on the defensive side. I don't even know offensively, offensive line-wise, if there was some sort of excuse. I mean, they just went out there and played awful. And as I mentioned, people said, hey, maybe this is a, a line coach problem. Is this a Chris Strasser problem? Well, yeah, it's his problem. I don't know if, you know, Dan Orlovsky's accurate, if this is just what he's doing with this offensive line that led them to look so horrific on Sunday. He'd be better at analyzing that than me. I don't know if it's that, but I can tell you this. I don't care who the O-line coach is. There's no way in the world that group that, that out there is getting the, the top level of pay should ever look like that. And then to add to it, I would think that if they struggle again coming up on Sunday, he's probably going to have a significant issue, I would imagine. But no, seriously, I mean, all this, you know, thinking about it, you got to think too much about it, and all these excuses about why they haven't put together anything just yet, and I mean nothing just yet other than one quarter of football, uh, you got to bypass all that stuff. And if you've got anything in you within being able to play, and that's going to be the question coming up on Sunday, you got one of the more talented teams in the NFL in your house. It's your home opener. Your fans are going to be excited, and so will Kansas City's fans, which will pile into Lucas Oil Stadium coming up on Sunday. But if you're going to show it, Sunday would be the time to show it. I'm not suggesting that's going to be something that's going to carry over, but if you're going to show it, Sunday would be the time to do it against a good team. Show that you're more than what I have talked about so far, more than just you know, seven bad of eight quarters so far this year. More than just a fourth quarter in Houston. That's what you got to show. What you got to show. And you put yourself in this situation, hey, we were, I'm not going to say fine with it, but if you take care of Houston, you take care, show any semblance of resistance, for example, in Jacksonville. If you look at this game and you go, wow, you go out there and see what you can do. It's a home game. It's your home opener. You should feel good about it. But at least you took care of business so far within your own division. And they didn't. A tie. Zero, one, and one so far. So that's been problematic. That is problematic. And this Sunday, defensively, it will have to once again be accomplished without Shaquille Leonard, and that's been my fear all week because this defense to me looks very, how should we say, Eber Flucius, right? But it looks like that defense without the effect of Leonard a year ago. Think about this defense last year without Leonard as a part of it. Think about all those takeaways that aren't happening, all that playmaking ability that didn't happen had he not been playing. Yeah, take that away, and that's kind of what you see with this defense right now. They look really reminiscent of it. Some things you got to get going. All right, I know that uh, Clayton Anderson is going to play down there. Kyle, do we have him ready to go in a second? I know you said Hagen called it. I'll get to him in a second, but we got to get Clayton on here in just a second. So let me know when CA is ready. Hagen from 59 is joining us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I know you've been covering the team this week. Zero, one, and one. A big home opener on Sunday. Anything I just said inaccurate to your ears as you're driving around central Indiana? Yeah, one thing inaccurate, and it's even worse than you said. You talked about seven out of eight bad quarters. 
let's not forget the 10-minute overtime period where they didn't score. So it's almost it's almost uh, eight out of nine bad quarters. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's, that's a goose egg in, in a 10-minute period. Obviously, they missed the missed the field goal. So yeah, it, it's they've had, if not for that fourth quarter furious rally that was sparked by a head scratching decision to pass by the Texans. I mean, how bad is this thing right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it were even worse than what we're talking about right here. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, you're thinking the, about the this. That, Go ahead. The, the one thing is uh, they're, they're in the worst division in football. It looks like, and that could be the one thing that keeps them treading water. You Jacksonville's Jacksonville's out in LA against the Chargers. So you're thinking hell gets hung on them. So even if the Colts do lose, I mean, they're still right there in, in the fight, uh, an ugly fight at that. Yeah. It's uh, Chris Hagan of Fox 59 is rolling around out there. Normally he's with us. He's in his ride right now. And uh, you got anything going on coming up on Sunday morning we should be aware of? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be live on the field for the uh, Blue Zone pregame show at 1130 on CBS4. And then the only place you can CBS4 at 1 o'clock. And we'll uh, – We'll break down some of these these problems. We'll have our usual cast of characters. We'll have Joel Erickson from the Star, and uh, I know Chris Widlick. He's been very candid in his thoughts about the Colts, as as has been, you know, print media in general. Everybody's kind of, you know, I don't think anybody's handling this with kid gloves. Everybody's some real talk from yourself included. And I mean, staring 0-2 and one. Frank says he's, they don't think they're that far away from where they want to be, and they need to show that come Sunday. Yeah, they look light years away from it to me so far. This is why this season, when everybody just kind of leans on the fact that, hey, they always do this, or this has consistently been their M.O. to start a season, I I just thought Sunday against Jacksonville looked dramatically different. Chris, coming out on Sunday is so incredibly important. I don't even know if I can do it justice with an explanation right now. And I mean starting the game, coming out, because if you come out there and immediately fade, this thing's going to get ugly. And I mean going to get ugly from the stands with booze, going to get ugly on the field, going to be ugly after the game, going to lead up to an ugly against Tennessee. I mean, I cannot even explain to you just how important it is for this team to finally at some point get off to a good start in the game. How do you think CBS feels? They, they sent the A crew out here. They, they had already slotted the, the roster, the talent roster, and they were like us thinking this is going to be a couple of 2-0 and teams. This is going to be a, uh, a great matchup in the AFC, and now this is what they get. And, yeah, you don't want to be on a, the big broadcast with the A team and them talking about how the fans are, are booing you off the stage there. So, yeah, critical to come out and do well. Uh, I don't necessarily think they'll win. I think they need to make it a competitive game in the fourth quarter. Or you will have folks leaving and, and fo- the folks that stay dropping the booze on them. It's Hagen, Fox 59. You'll see me and Hagen coming up on Sunday evening as well on 59 Overtime. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Safe travels, brother. I'll see you on Sunday. I'm just like the opening act for Clayton Anderson. I, I know how it goes. But yeah, you guys have fun. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you Sunday. Take it easy. It's Hagen right there. Let's go to the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. He's got a billboard in downtown Nashville for his new album, and he's going to be the headliner coming up on Sunday before that Colts home opener. He's our friend, the pride of Bedford, Indiana. Clayton Anderson is back with us again. C.A., what's happening? Oh, man, I'm just ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm bringing the positive energy. We're still going Super Bowl, even if I got to suit up. <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing. I'm doing some calisthenics. I'm ready to get out there and tackle somebody. Just hit them. Just play some football. Let's go. Come on. Let me tell you that you may have to end up because back in the day, and I hope it doesn't get to this point, but I'm just saying you may have to do this. 
Duke Tomato would come up with a Lord Help Our Colt song. You may have to create your own in the uh, image, if you will, of a Lord Help Our Colts because we're, oh, uh, we are kind of steadily going down that path right now, Clayton. It, uh, it, it's, uh, it, you know, last weekend really, I mean, just a swift kick in the old, you know, the old sack yes. there, you know, just a swift yes. kick. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty. I'm, but I'm feeling good. We always play against Kansas City great, you know. We beat them when they won the Super Bowl. So, uh, uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. I, I might have to do uh, – I love Duke Tomato, by the way. My, that's, when I first played the Bluebird, all my dad said when he walked back in the green room is he was like, this is where effing Duke Tomato plays. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Hell, hell of a deal. All right, so you're, um, you're going to be playing before the game, right, down in Touchdown yeah. Town Sunday? Great. We are going to bring the heat. Let's bring the energy. Let's get them fired up early. But Touchdown Town opens at 10 a.m., and we uh, – we take the stage at 11 and going to play right up to about 12, 15, and then uh, run inside the stadium and have fun with everybody else and cheer on, cheer on, the, cheer on the boys in blue. All right. What, t- what time do you take the stage again? We'll be out there, too. I'll be out there beginning at 10 a.m. Okay, 11. So, yeah, you'll have yeah. to slide by uh, the Colts pregame huddle with us. Me and the Goreman and Wrights and uh, Bill Brooks will be out there for you. So, you'll have to come, come by. with it. Heck yeah, I'd love that. I love that. Let's let's get him hey. out. Bring that cowboy hat. We'll have to get you on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what would you say? What would we sing? Uh, what do you think? You know, pro- probably uh, should have been a cowboy. Maybe you know. Maybe we'll, uh, you got uh, down, you got you got a fiddle. You got a fiddle. Indian. You got a fiddle in your band because if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. You got one in the band no, there. Can well, I do Devil Went no. Down to Georgia? You know, the fiddle player is always hard to deal with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, take up a lot of room for that small instrument. <laughs> if you're going to play, if you're going to play in Indy, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeah, yeah. so Hallelujah. makes sense. Guitar's hot tonight for that <laughs> Indiana man. Yeah, it's, it, I tell you what, I did have a, I had one of the hot. I, this girl was so beautiful. Her mom was my fourth grade teacher, and her name was Roz, and, and she's beautiful. Such a beautiful girl and a great fiddle player. And she used to play with me uh, when we would play in Indiana. And yeah. uh, the, the Nashville guys hated her because she only played those two shows. And so I ended up, ended up having, we ended up parting ways. But uh, good gosh, all the guys, I lost about, uh, I lost about uh, 50 perverted old men that would come watch her play the fiddle every night. She, she played great and she so Clayton Anderson is going to open up this cold season, the home opener and touchdown town with our friends here with Bud Light coming up on Sunday. He's going to start at 11, 10 a.m. The Colts pregame huddle. I'm going to fire up. And I did want to tell you this. Congratulations on the billboard in downtown Nashville. Outstanding work. Thanks, man. Thank you. That's pretty fun. I've been down there hustling for a while, you know, so it's like you never you never see you see everybody else getting something put up like that. So that's pretty cool. A label group did that for us. That was pretty, pretty. Was that a first time? Was that a first time? Yeah, and and Nashville. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever had anything like that. And uh, it's 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 fun getting a little recognition down there, and and we got some cool things rolling. So we just got to keep keep on with this new record and see what happens. My man, I am proud of you. You know that. Very happy and proud of you. Keep that record thing pumping. Keep everybody at interest and. Play the lights out of that thing coming up on Sunday leading up to this game. 
You better believe it. We're, I'm going to have about a dozen Bud Lights going down in me. I'm going to be fired up. Let's let's freaking go. <laughs> are you at the Are you at the Bluebird this weekend? Yeah, we're at the Bluebird tomorrow night too. So oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. This was so. I mean, the. the well, you're going to be hung over <laughs> like hell. How are you going to be playing at 11 a.m. then? That's, that's I'm going. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to start. I think I might just keep drinking. I think I might just literally. Just yeah. Right through it and see what happens. Uh, if I at take the Bluebird. Yeah. Man, you know the chicks. The chicks will be climbing all over the place in there. My goodness. Because <laughs> that's one thing you do. You bring the chicks. You bring them. Oh. We uh, we do have a great looking crowd. I will give us that. We have. I would put our crowd hotness <laughs> up against anybody. No question about it, man. Well, I'm very happy for you. Congratulations on the billboard and keep rolling with the new album and the new material. Bluebird coming up tomorrow night down in Bloomington and then in touchdown town Sunday morning before the Colts and their home opener against the Chiefs. Clayton Anderson is going to start playing at about 11 a.m. My man, I'm happy for you. We'll see you coming up on Sunday. I appreciate it. Thanks, JVC out there. Clayton Anderson on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Anybody ever been to Bloomington at a Clayton Anderson show at the Bluebird? I mean, I'm really, I'm incredibly old. Really, it happens anywhere he goes, but I think it also it's big time at the Bluebird. That's really one of those first places that he ever did where, I mean, he, he kind of, I hate to say cut his teeth, that's not fair, but kind of liked that a little bit. It was a big deal and still is a big deal down in Bloomington coming up on Saturday. Touchdown Town with our friends right here at Bud Light coming up on Sunday. He'll start about an hour after us. On the Colts pregame huddle coming up on Sunday morning, beginning at 10 a.m. Me, it's the ride to kickoff beginning at the Bullseye Event Center with bullseyeeventgroup.com. And by the way, for those of you that have tickets, right, if you already have tickets, I've got another pregame field pass at a bullseyeeventgroup.com Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. I've got two on-the-field pregame passes and I've got two passes inside the Bullseye Event Center. All you can eat, all you can drink. DJ Skids, DJ Helicon. I've got that for you coming up a little bit later on in the show. So dial in. I don't really know yet how we're going to do it. Either phones with the listeners, or I may try to do something inside the lounge via YouTube Live. So maybe you should pile inside the lounge, and maybe we'll try to do something in there as well. Because I know that they get a little bit of a delay with that. So I want to make sure everybody gets a really good, at least to as close to an even chance as possible right here. Thanks to Kyle Kinnett of Bullseye. We got that coming up for you, too. Luke Combs tickets, Lucas Oil Stadium coming up April the 1st in 2023. I've got those tickets to give away, too. I've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets right here. Back nine off of Drover Street near southwest side of downtown, a little bit south of Morris. This place is incredible. Join me. Have an ice cold Bud Light, and maybe you could walk away with a pair of Chiefs Colts tickets courtesy of Bud Light. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday at the back nine. We are off of Drover Street, just getting started. Week six of the high school football season. Bob Lovell brought to you by CarX and Mike Wells and Don Fisher in a loaded show. Hang with us on this Friday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. This will be the high point of my day. It's all downhill from here. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
Back nine's our location. This place is incredible. Bud Light Blue Friday. I've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets. Four pair to give away. That's incredible. My man Bill's walking up the stairs right now going, what the hell? Four pair. Guy comes to absolutely everything we do. I should just give him a pair right now for walking up the stairs. There's <laughs> no doubt. Good to see you, Billy. This place is incredible. Off of Drover, which is, is it south? Am I right about that? South of Morris? Am I explaining that accurately? I know I can explain this. It's south of I-70 on the south side of, of uh, the outskirts, if you will, of downtown off of Drover here. I don't really know how else to explain it other than that. Oh, yeah, I mean, really, and, and Ken Myers is right, our on-site engineer extraordinaire. You just look for the big poles and the big nets, all right? It's not really hard. You have to be pretty ridiculous to miss this. But this complex, and I'm going to call it a complex, is incredible. And I remember going back to Sam Silver Circle, if you remember, our taverns tour stopped going all the way back to February. The guys that put together this place were explaining it. And, you know, me and my little brain, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I am overwhelmed at how awesome this place is. I mean, great. Get here, four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away while I'm here. And then either on the phones or inside the lounge via YouTube Live, I promise you this coming up, we're going to give you, courtesy of bullseyeeventgroup.com, we're going to give you or somebody a chance to win a pair of pregame field passes. Pre-game field passes, courtesy of Kyle Cadet and BullseyeEventGroup.com, along with passes inside the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. That's coming up for you a little bit later on. So you got to listen to win. No Shaquille Leonard, no Bernard Ryman. They have been ruled out for this game coming up on Sunday. Still remain, fingers crossed, if you will, for Michael Pittman Jr. and his return. And looks like Alec Pierce is back as he has cleared concussion protocol. We'll get back to that and those storylines with the Colts and the Chiefs coming up in a minute. Meantime, Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline, week six of the high school football season, as he is every single Friday at this time, brought to you by our 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers Run, CarX locations, carx.com for that location nearest you. Bob Lovell joins us now. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, John. I'm great. How are you? Are you getting fired up for a Friday night of football once again? It oh, never absolutely. gets old, does it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does not get old. Even after 29 years, it's still fun uh, because it matters greatly to a great number of people. And so just happy to be a part of it. And thank goodness we have decent weather again on a, on a beautiful Friday night. So uh, everything is all set uh, for another great Friday of football around the state. Any way that this thing is shaken out through the first five weeks to this point that either surprises you, impresses you, or maybe, I guess, to a different degree of standpoint, disappoints you in the start of this season? I wouldn't say disappointed at all. I would think uh, the, the great thing about this year, and we've talked about it, uh, I think, uh, more than once, is that there's great balance in, uh, in the classes. Um, I think you're going to find out, and I've talked about Lutheran being a, a really strong favorite in, in 1A, they've got a tremendous battle tonight with Cecina. Uh, it's basically one versus two, which I think is kind of cool. So we'll have an idea what's going on there. I love how balanced 6A is. 6A is, uh, well, you know, and 5A, 4A2. They're, they're very, very competitive with one another. You know, Westfield and Brownsburg tonight is a great matchup. Center Grove and Lawrence Central. Uh, ben Davis and Lawrence North. Uh, some really 
John, is really coming on to right now where I think it's a toss-up. you got a lot of really, really good teams. Whiteland's number one. And they play – had a great run to this point. Mishawaka and Warsaw might be one of the best games in the state. Those are uh, teams that are ranked in the top five. Um, you just keep looking around at, at, at 5A. Uh, tonight you'll find awful, an awful lot about what the southern part of the state will look like with Castle taking on rights. Um, so New Pal is back to being New Pal the way they were when they steamrolled everybody for that period of time. They're number one in 4A, but they got a really good test with number 10 Greenfield Central tonight. Ron Colley, Brebuff Jesuit uh, is a huge matchup. Mooresville and Franklin, a great matchup. Uh, so, you know, you look at 3A, West Lafayette's really good. Uh, Garen Catholic is causing some problems for people. Gibson Southern was in the championship a year ago, but they've got a tough one with Heritage Hills tonight. So, um, down in your part of the country, your old home, uh, Linton Stockton, is number one in, in 2A. Big matchup with yeah. North Davies. Um, Cecina, Lutheran, as I mentioned about. Uh, really, really good game. So it's just one of those really tremendous nights where uh, the competition seems better and better as we progress into uh, the upcoming tournament. Hey, Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk, later on tonight at 9.30 across all the Network Indiana affiliated fine stations in this state. He's with us thanks to Joe Childers and the 14 Central Indiana CarX locations, carx.com. Via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, we haven't talked too much recently and certainly in recent history about Hamilton Southeastern, at least it's been a while. 5-0, and number four right now, I believe, in 6A. Uh, your impression on them, and correct me if I'm wrong, is Hamilton Southeastern, do they go north as opposed to stay south or staying in the area once the postseason, the playoffs are officially underway, Bob? I believe they head north. Uh, okay. You'll find out, I think, a whole lot about HSE. They're good, without question. they got a great battle tonight with Zionsville. Zionsville's 14th. Scott Turnquist's kids played for a championship a year ago. They're good. HSE with a close one. Uh, over Fishers for the Mud Sox. So, uh, yeah, they, they are legit. I think one of the big things about them is they've just gotten steadily better uh, under the direction of Mike Kelly, and they've gotten better and better and playing great football right now. But tonight, without question, is a, a big matchup for them. Well, I was going to ask you this, too, because going north, is that even in a year where there's a great deal, I think we talked about this prior, a great deal of parity in the state of Indiana, especially in 6A, is that still as beneficial as we have seen it be in past years? Uh, I, I think it ends up being that way. Uh, but, again, I think there's great balance. Uh, this may be one of those years where it really doesn't matter whether you're going north or south if you're on that fringe because they're – yeah, look, I mean, you, you think about uh, Brownsburg, you think about Center Grove, you think, you know, down south, um, you know, you know, Carmel got moved around, and so Carmel's starting to play well. And so uh, I, I think, I just think that one of the biggest things right now is the balance. We keep coming back to it. Uh, there's some really, really good football teams, a lot of good football teams, not just in 6A, but all the way through. To Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talks with us. Are they stirring the echoes in Whiteland, or are these echoes, are, are the echoes at this level the first time they've had echoes like this, is what I'm trying to ask. Well, they, uh, I don't recall them being number one uh, in recent memory. Um, and so they, they, listen, 
they're a really, really good football team. I mean, they're balanced offensively and defensively. Um, you know, Darren Fisher has done a fantastic job. I got a, a tough one, as I mentioned, with Martinsville. Uh, Brian Duggar's guys have gotten better and better. Uh, and they just they don't beat themselves. They're really physical. Uh, they can run it. They throw it. Um, they're legit. And, and uh, listen, when you look at 4A, uh, it, it is, excuse me, look at 5A, you've got, as I mentioned, Mishawaka and Warsaw uh, uh, up north. Those are two teams that are really, really good. But uh, you have to be extremely happy if you're Johnson County with Whiteland and the success that they've had. And, again, they, they've done it the old-fashioned way. They've gone out there and played great fundamental football and have dominated the line of scrimmage. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, Bob. In 4A, you get Ron Colley at 5-0. and You get Rebuff at 3-1. and I was, I was there in the parking lot a year ago when those two matched up down on the south side of Indy, and it was uh, certainly a lot of Ron Colley. Now, granted, Ron Colley's still very good, but a lot of change uh, given the fact that they had, you know, a different quarterback, a very highly touted quarterback uh, a year ago there. But uh, what has changed, I guess, for the better for Rebuff as far as this matchup tonight is concerned? Well, I think that they had a number of guys back from last year's team that, that had a really solid run. They're disappointed. They felt like they, they could play uh, and, and, and do some more things than what they did a year ago. Played for a championship. Still got guys back. Uh, have tradition. Have some great skilled players. Um, they're, they're a solid matchup. But this Ron Colley team is playing so much better football right now. They're really good conversion to a new coach with Eric Quintana. They've done great. He's done a fantastic job. And so um, this, this is one of the top games around, John, without question. Um, I, I don't, I'm kind of curious. I guess I should ask somebody at Ron Colley. Why, why don't Ron Colley and Mooresville play during the regular season? No, I have no idea. Uh, other than it, it's, listen, putting together a football schedule, a high school yeah. or college is hard. Um, it's, uh, you know, when the, with conference uh, affiliations changing people it's hard right now you know with some relationships that you've had some contractual obligations that you've had in the past my guess is um you know if you look at both the both schools uh and look at conference obligations and what you have you don't have a great number of open dates that you have to be able to that you're able to fill so it's it's hard to do without knowing the history that's my best guess yeah, I was, I was kind of curious because if there was one regular season matchup uh, in 4A that I would love to see, and I think a lot of yeah. people would agree, it would be that yeah, one. I think Ron Colley, I think Ron Colley has Louisville Mail and then maybe Cincinnati Elder, and then they close out with East Central, and obviously they'll probably end up maybe seeing East Central uh, down the road in the postseason again. But, uh, yeah, if there was a, a matchup that we don't get in the regular season that I wish we did, I think I would start right there. Well, that's a great point, but as you point out, they'll see East Central because they're pretty good. Uh, East Central, yeah. is, you know, being ranked, uh, you know, they're number five right now, but they've got a great matchup tonight with South Dearborn. South Dearborn um, having one of their best seasons in a while, uh, undefeated and ranked number 12 in uh, in 3A. So, um, John, there's a lot of matchups you'd like to see. Sometimes they don't happen because of all the intricacies and all the – things that go into trying to schedule and so um that's a that's a great point though so bob lovell 
of Indiana Sports Talk tonight at 9.30, tomorrow night at 9.30. With us every Friday right here, brought to you by the 14th Central Indiana. Joe Childers run CarX locations. I promise there's one near you, carx.com for that today. Bob Lovell on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. My friend, it is always a pleasure. You're going to have more than a couple of things on your plate <laughs> coming up later on tonight. So enjoy it as you normally do, and uh, we'll roll it back and rock it again next Friday, brother. I appreciate it, John. Have a great weekend. It's a Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk right there. Brought to you by CarX. CarX.com for the 14 Central Indiana location. I'm going to tell you what, the one down in Greenwood on 135 service. And I'm telling you, the truck, the truck is approaching 296K, Kyle. 296. Knock on wood here. And one of the reasons why it's been able to do that is because I consistently have taken it there with Joe Childers and Carex. Two, it's approaching 296. Just about there. So just about there. Speaking of there, this is the place for you to be. And there, in this case, is here and here is back nine. Back nine off of Drover Street, Bud Light Blue Friday. I mentioned I have four, count them, four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away. And I know, I know that everything has been doom and gloom all week. And all we have is the opportunity to respond as to what we're given product-wise by the Colts. But on the other hand, how about being a part of that home opener against the Chiefs, see Mahomes in action offensively, See if the Colts can climb out of this hole that once again they decided to dig for themselves. There is a lot, a lot going on on Sunday as well. I'd love to see you be a part of it too. We got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away, courtesy of Bud Light. I also, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, with my friend Kyle Cadet at BullseyeEventGroup.com, will give away a pair. Um, I should say, yeah, too, a pair of field passes, pregame field passes for you coming up on Sunday as well. What passes inside the Bullseye Event Center for BullseyeEventGroup.com and the Colts VIP tailgate. We'll do that coming up a little bit later on. I just haven't figured out how yet we're going to do it, either the phones or inside the lounge via YouTube Live. So here's what I would do. I'd be like me. I'd be versatile on them both. Phones, the lounge via YouTube Live. That's the ride with JMB. Be versatile on them both. Wells from ESPN Radio, top of the hour. Don Fisher in the 5 o'clock hour. IU's got a big one in Cincinnati coming up tomorrow. We'll talk about that with Don. We got John Price in the 5 o'clock hour as well. But I got to get you here because this place is spectacular. The back nine, it's a Bud Light Blue Friday off of Drover. It is just across I-70 from the south side of downtown. This is 93.5 and 106. The Ride with JMV. JMV does not suck at all. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. I'm just going to let this one sit here and bring on Mike Wells of ESPN Radio right now for a variety of reasons. One, because this is something he can get into. Go ahead, man. I apologize <laughs> to get through to you the same. I know what was the blame. You're hitting all the right Tell notes right there, Wells. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you. When will I see 
if I didn't know better, I would think that I have Ricky Bell of BBD <laughs> on the hotline right now. That's that's like oh. you sounded exactly like Ricky Bell. Ricky Bell, Ricky Bell's going to play later on tonight at the convention center, right? And oh, man. he's probably oh. frightened in case he gets if, if if something were to happen, you could stand in and do that and wouldn't miss a note. Well done. Man, I, I, I wish I could stand in, Jay. I'm, I'm heartbroken, man. I'm heart- the, thing, the things we do for our kids, we have been talking about this for weeks now. Weeks. Excited. And yep. a certain 13-year-old who I have messed with last night, this morning, and after school has guilted me. And the thing is to show that she's a daddy's girl, I am skipping out. Front row tickets, Jodeci and BBD with my albino yeah. brother, JMV, yes. to go to Brownsburg homecoming with Miss Layla tonight. Incredible. I can't believe it. If you hadn't told me earlier, if I didn't hear from you earlier, if I didn't hear from you right now, I would not believe it. I thought, really? With these two bands in town, I thought this was can't miss. Can't miss. I, I trust me, trust me. It, I thought it was can't miss too. But Layla, J and B wants to know how you got me not going I, to see BBD and Joe to see tonight. It ain't that easy. No, now she's trying to she's trying to put it off of me now, Jay. She doesn't. Did she not have her license yet? Come on, just give her the keys and have her get over there. <laughs> oh man, so I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need some pictures tonight. Especially if you uh, if they let you on stage and do some stuff, man. Yeah. I'm gonna need to see how you roll, man. Oh, you well, you already know that, but we'll get that in pictures and video, because we're right we're right there up front. We're hey, right there hey, up front tonight. Please, hey, please be careful if any ladies try to throw some undergarments on the stage. Don't get uh, hit in the head with them or anything. Come on now, I'm all I'm all for that. I can't wait. I'm still in shock, but that's okay. If it were anybody else but Layla. If there were anybody else from Layla, we'd be making fun of them right now. But you know how much I love Layla, so there's no making fun. Got to get her over to homecoming. Man. Brownsburg homecoming. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, you know, and, and once again, COVID has messed things up. Last year, she had to skip out because she was quarantined and everything. So yeah. I told her, I said, all right. I said, well, we'll go ahead and do it and stuff. But let somebody come in next year on homecoming. I'm going I'm to pawn her and leave her on the doorstep with somebody else. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio as well obviously had to bow out of going to see Joe DeCee and BBD tonight. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. But maybe a better question regarding Sunday, because you've covered this team for a while, and people want to recollect about, well, this start in comparison with other slow starts in recent history, this is what they do. Now, I contend that this start has been different. That Jacksonville game, to me, I thought that would dictate my thinking to be different. It didn't look like anything. They were outclassed. They were smoked all of the above by a Jacksonville team that you would think they would be inspired to play and give a butt kick, and they didn't. So I I view this as differently. Do you, as far as some of those bad starts are concerned in recent history, comparing it to this 0-1-1 start with the Colts this season? Yeah, I know people. a lot of people are talking about that 20-18 season where they started 1-5. and um, And, you know, luck was coming back from the uh, injury and everything. The, the, the reality is I, this time last Friday, 
yes, we were talking about how the Colts could not win in Jacksonville, but I, I don't think either one of us really thought that they were going to go down there and not only lose, but get shut out where they looked atrocious. Yeah. And had tre- they've made Trevor Lawrence in the past two games in Jacksonville look like the number one overall pick in the draft. They've made Trevor no Lawrence. There were question marks about Trevor. Trevor saying, "Okay, is he truly that guy? Can he do it?" And that start last week looked just like the start he had in Week 18 when they handled their business against Indianapolis. I didn't think they were going to lose. I, people kill me about being a Colts hater and things like that. I truly thought Indianapolis Colts were going to be one and one. And the biggest difference, in my, in my opinion, compared to 2018, there were question marks about, okay, can Frank Reich be a head coach? Can Andrew Luck bounce back after missing the 2017 season due to shoulder injury? When the, when the schedule came out, we're like, okay, Houston should be straight garbage. Jacksonville are the Jags. There's no reason why the Colts should not start 2-0. Two and, two and oh. Instead, they're sitting here 0-1-1, yeah. about to face Patrick Mahomes, and that Chiefs offense that is still rolling without Tyreek Hill, without Shaq Leonard, and, you know, part of their rotating left tackle on, uh, on Sunday, a left tackle position that has not been good for the Colts. Here's what stood out to me more than anything else is, is what I, I felt that you needed to see was a great deal of inspiration off of that embarrassment of last January in Jacksonville. And, Mike, not only did – you didn't get it. You, you got nothing. You got nothing close to any inspirational play from anybody out there. That's that's why I view this and them going into this game on Sunday in their home opener differently than I do those slow starts of, in recent history for them. Yeah, I, I'm in completely. I'm in a complete agreement on that. It's just the the, the way the the lack of effort and the fact that. There was not one moment, I think, early on after Jacksonville was rolling that you said, okay, the Colts are going to win this, this football game. No. It's, uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So, um, Kansas City, you mentioned without Tyreek Hill, uh, they keep rolling along. Uh, the Colts, once again, for week number three in a row, will be without Shaquille Leonard. A lot of people are asking, and we've been down this path with Andrew Luck before, this got any characteristics of you know, a lost Andrew Luck type of season as we're now in week number three of Shaquille Leonard not being involved with this team. Man, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying not to think that because he's getting out there and he's practicing day. But then come Friday, Saturday, the Colts are ruling him out. And I know, you know, Frank was saying today that, oh, yeah, he's got to string together some practices and things and things like that. But the longer he continues to stay out of the lineup, the longer, the more you're starting to question, okay, A, when is he coming back? B, are they, can he take a hit on that back? And C, is this going to be an issue that is going to continue to go on and on throughout this season? So the questions, the questions are going to continue to pile until Shaq Leonard not only gets out on the football field, plays at a high level, and then has no type of injury problems. I, um, I, I kind of wonder this. And I'll ask you because you've covered so many press conferences, you know, and all this with with Reich in the past. Is there any way in the world that these guys could answer questions differently and and not say, 
well, you know, it's a better progression this week, you know, feeling good. I mean, all these words that they use end up being a bit inspirational about the possibility of return, only to pull the rug out from everybody on a Friday. Uh, is, is there nothing else that they can say at all? Can you not prepare for the folks what you believe might be the inevitable and him not playing? Or are you doing all this wordsmith stuff you know, as you do in the NFL because of the competition, you want to kind of keep them guessing until the end of the week. What, what could you do it any differently? Because I think really those terms, those words, those descriptions are completely worn out on this fan base by now. I, well, the thing is, I, 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 I do believe that um, they're trying, they're trying to say all the, they're trying to, they're trying to say all the right, they're trying to say all the right things, John. But with that said, it, it, it can't be a case of what we're trying to play. We're trying to play the case to so what the opponent knows. The reality is I don't think it can until Darius, I, I keep saying Darius, but Shaq gets out there. I don't think the opponent is going to be worrying about Shaq Leonard until he gets on the football field. What the Colts need to do is just say, hey, when he's back, he's back. Don't say, oh, yeah, he's progressing well, and he, you know, he looks good out there, blah, blah, blah. Just say, yes, he's on the practice field, but when, he, when he's ready to return, we'll make it. And the longer they keep doing this, about how good Shaq is going to be if when he gets back out there. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio talking Colts and Chiefs coming up on Sunday via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, would your guess be like mine right now, that this is a conditioning thing? That's more about him. See, initially I thought they were going to have to keep him from being out there. But the more and more this time has gone by the first three weeks, now I'm kind of thinking maybe, maybe this is him. And maybe the Colts, you think they're disappointed that he's not at the level in which he's able to get out there and start playing by now? Well, the thing is, we're talking about a back, and obviously, yes, you know, you got to get in football right. shape, conditioning, and everything. But, I mean, I'm sure what he was able to do with his back as far as running and being of an impact has had an impact on how, how he's not in, you know, excellent shape quite yet. I think, you know, they are probably working on him to get back in that situation. Think about this. Uh, when, when Shaq got off of the pup and everything and got back out there, he hadn't done anything since last season. I mean, they essentially had shut him down. Um, so he, it, that's, it's not, this is not like basketball where they're like, right, giving some minutes here and there. What I am curious about is, even though he's not in excellent game shape, yeah, can, he give, can he give them any kind of snaps? Because that defense needs as much help as possible right now. They need to get anybody out there that they can. Um, who can, who can have any kind of impact. Well, yeah, it, it's funny you bring that up because I've been on a couple of different Kansas City radio shows, and, and they bring this differently, brought this up on their own this week. They have said that the biggest fear they thought for this Chiefs team coming in here is if Leonard were able to play because of that playmaking ability they saw a year ago and how you know, sometimes they, they don't altogether trust the security, ball security that the Chiefs have, and that could be, you know, we're thinking about getting after Mahomes, keeping him, you know, contained in the pocket, all that stuff, you know, as a, a formula to try to stay in, in contention to win this game, to, to at least be competitive with them. But they talk about just taking the ball away from the Chiefs would be you know, the bigger thing, and their bigger worry was Leonard. And then, you know, you take him out, and I mentioned this, Mike, earlier this week, him being outside of this, this defense so far is, to me, akin to what the defense would have looked like a year ago with Eberflus, the coordinator, if he hadn't been playing there. Because he was the only savior for that defense that would have been awful without him. 
And unfortunately, this defense has been pretty awful without him through the first two weeks, even under new leadership and even with new faces. I disagree with one thing that you said. Hey, hold on one second, Mike. Hold, hold, that, hold that thought right there. Kyle, see if you can get him a better line. He's cutting in and out, and I want to hear what he has to say regarding that. Because I don't know if I've heard that theory, but that theory to me holds true. And it was confirmed by the folks that cover the Chiefs in Kansas City to me a couple of different times. It just looks to me, it looks like so far very similar to what we saw a year ago. It would have been, to me, a mirror image if a year ago Leonard sat with injuries and wouldn't have played. Because that was the only light, the only bright light was that defensively. I mean, everything else was pretty awful. And that's kind of how it looks, you know, outside of a Grover Stewart, for example. That's how it's looked with this group so far. Mike Wells rejoins from ESPN Radio on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pile. Sorry about that. I wanted to hear what you had to say. Go ahead and do it you again. Know, I was, I, I, what I was saying was, you think about, um, yes, Darius, Darius is just an impact player. I mean, you know, he gets so much praise because of his ability to force turnovers. But then, you know, what's not talked about a lot is is his, you know, how he struggles at times against tight ends and coverage. But that his, his desire to punch the ball away, get interceptions, force fumbles, overshadows everything. But you go back to 2019, that Sunday night game in Kansas City with Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback, they ran the ball like crazy with Marlon Mack. And Jonathan Taylor was a no fact. He was, he was they did not get him get him the ball enough last week against Jacksonville clearly after he he ran wild in Houston a week before. He's they the be, the best way to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline is to force turnovers, which clearly the Colts are having issues with that in and running the football. They got Jonathan Taylor has to have one of those MVP type performances if the Colts are going to have any type of set to type of success because they are just that much of a football team that is struggling to do anything right these days. You know, the one thing that I would I would differ about 2019 and that Sunday night here at Arrowhead was that Mahomes came in, came in a little bit injured, and then he aggravated that with a pass rush in that game, if you remember. Because in the first quarter, he was running around, throwing sidearm, making plays, you know, being himself. And then... You know, he had a, an offensive lineman because of that upfront push step on him, and he just wasn't the same after that. So I think that that also added to the effect of what you're talking about with the running game and the effect that Mahomes just was not nearly himself after he re-aggravated that injury. So you got you got listeners cussing you out right now, calling you Debbie Downer on that one, man. But I I forgot yeah. I did forget about that I did forget about that injury where he did aggravate himself. Um, he did. So here, yeah. here here's here's the real. Is there any scenario that four, at 4.30 on Sunday afternoon, the Colts are 1-1-1? One, one, and one? Do you see any way with, with, the, with the roster that Kansas City goes in on Sunday, assuming there's no injuries that come out and all the key players play all game, that the Colts win this football game? Well, listen, is it out of the realm of possibility? I don't think it is. But do I believe it's going to happen? No. And here's the reason why. It's because we, the only experience we have seen in this team so far, Mike, is, you know, and, and Hagan even, I think, elaborated to this. I, I said seven of eight quarters of football have been awful to watch. 
and he agreed, but he had added that overtime in Houston as well, which, you know, obviously didn't end well. So they've given us one quarter to grow on and to believe in this team. And especially you add that with what we saw last week in Jacksonville, it's tough to believe that they have much of a chance on Sunday. I'm not going to suggest that there's no way they're going to win, but I'm certainly not going to be at this point at having what I've seen roll with them on Sunday against one of the better teams in the NFL. I think you and I can agree. We are basically the polar opposite of last week. Last week, I think we both believe the Colts were going to win that football game in Jacksonville. And now I think we both believe the Colts are going to lose this game on Sunday against the Chiefs. I can't see it. I mean, I I cannot. I can't see it. Um, (laughs) it, I guess it's dependent on how this game goes. Here's the thing, though. To me, and I said this a little bit earlier, the start is so magnified. The start is magnified because if they get their doors kicked in at the beginning and struggle in the first half, there are going to be a lot of boos in that building. And that is not going to be good for a team. A, a team, I'm sorry, the morale doesn't look great right now. And it's not going to be good for that team. So an inspirational start to me is what is of 100% value if they intend on hanging in that game on Sunday. The start. Man, I mean, if they fall down with a 14-0 donut or let's just say Mahomes has a perfect first drive, and it scores easily, the Boo Birds are going to be out in Lucas Oil Stadium, and they're not going to yeah. be directed just at Frank Reich or Chris Ballard. They will be directed also at Jim Mercy. If, if, it, if, it, turns, if it comes out and, and, and it looks like it's going to be a poo-poo show on the Colts' part, that might be some of the loudest boos we have heard in Lucas Oil Stadium in a long time. If the Colts fall behind and come out sluggish and have a three and out or something like that, and Mahomes is out there playing like he's in he's in the backyard playing football with his homeboys. Yeah, and then the question is going to be: I mean, if if they do, it, it, the embarrassment question will be asked. We'll have to size that up. You know how the owner is going to feel about this, and then that's why I've suggested. And I don't want it to go that way because everybody's more excited when they win. But if this does go bad on Sunday. I think that starts down the path of if, for example, Tennessee comes in here after that, if they start the season 0-3-1, I think we're going to see we're going to see maybe some new ground broken as, as far as the owner is concerned in way, ways that he's handled this team and has it in the past. I think that may be that may end up being the breaking point. Some people have suggested maybe it's this weekend with a bad blowout, embarrassing loss. I still say it's going to be after that value is going to be after the Tennessee game. But man, just a start, a start. If you can cobble something together is of the utmost importance on Sunday, because then you can maybe feed some inspiration back into a fan base that it's not my fault. It's not our fault, because all we do is talk about how this team has played, right? But they're the ones that need to inspire. That's not up to us. It's up to them on Sunday. Put it like this. When the schedule came out and all was looking good for, uh, you know, sounding good with Frank, I mean, me, with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor, and even without with the question marks on who's going to be the last tackle and the lack of depth of wide receiver, I envision this Friday on September 23rd, that you and I will be talking about a 2-0 coach team with, uh, going to face a yeah. Super Bowl contending team 
in Kansas City, right. and this being the type of game where they can prove they truly belong in the AFC or if they're just a team that beats up on bad teams. That's what I thought you and I were going to be talking about. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, too, because, I mean, they still you still can't completely dismiss anything, even with a horrendous start, because the division is so bad. Now, the division isn't going to go anywhere. At least I don't think yeah, it's going to hey. go anywhere. Even with Jacksonville being better, it's not going to go anywhere, and they're going to be in play. But clearly our expectations are not going to be anywhere near what we felt about this team met, uh, especially with the level of play we've seen thus far. It's comical that you said that, and I don't mean I don't mean you're comical about it, but the fact that come Sunday night they could be 0-2-1 and, and nobody's going to panic and say, okay, the Colts are out. They're not going to make the playoffs. You, you, nobody, I don't think anybody's going to say that, uh, barring a major injury to a key player. It's be, like you said, it's because they're in the AFC South, and playing in the AFC South is going to give them every, every opportunity to stay in the mix because, yes, Jacksonville is a better football team and it has improved, but they're, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say yes. They are definitely the team to be in the AFC South. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio of Brownsburg High School Homecoming of IU. Hey, by the way, before I let you go, how's the IU gig going? Man, Jay, I'm telling you, brother, this is going better than I ever envisioned. I did not think I was going to like it as much. I got great, I got great people I work with. The students are energetic and stuff. So it is a win-win situation for me when it comes to uh, this. And we talk about Brownsburg. Um, homecoming they are facing westfield tonight in homecoming and the starting quarterback of that westfield well, team has the last name of ballard yeah it's ballard's kid yeah for the shamrocks yeah, ballard, coming up tonight ballard's over there it is a starting qb so um maybe I, maybe i'll run into him and uh and chat with him a little bit hope he probably don't want he probably don't want to uh chat any coach so i'm just gonna hey, yeah, see, and, uh, see, see if he can find a wide receiver on that field somewhere Ask him about that. <laughs> I will do that, brother. Hey, 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 hey no, before I let you go, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. How long earlier this week in Bloomington did they take them to get you out of that storm drain? It seemed like it was a while. Bro, bro I'll tell you this. I'm not going to lie. I will, I will say this publicly on the radio. I was scared <clears> because where, where, where the crazy dude was, was in um, in, a, in, a, in a storm drain right behind Dunn Meadows, yeah. which is right behind right behind Franklin Hall where I teach at. And my class, my class, I mean, excuse me, my office it has a window and it looks out in Dunn Meadows. I, I was able to you know get that in negotiations, have a view. And the worst part was I was stuck in my class. I was in my class for almost two and a half hours, and I was hungry as hell. I, I had two ham sandwiches in my office. That I thought, man, maybe I should try to go get my ham sandwiches. But with my luck, Mister Crazy Dude would be out there, and I'd be. And you next, you know, Wells got, you know, Wells got attacked because he wanted his ham sandwiches. But yeah, two and a half hours in in the class with the yeah. students, doors were locked. It was, it was. Um, I own it. I was nervous. I, I was, I was definitely worried about it because you're hearing somebody with an armed suspect. So I was leery. Well, you think he was going to climb up one of your toilets or what? I mean, he was, yeah, in the storm drain. Hey, did you know uh, from the information I gathered, I believe that was one of Greene County's own original crackheads right there. I believe that he was uh, a Worthington, Indiana product. 
from Greene County. Oh, I believe that to man. be the case. Yeah, that was hey, a Greene County to, crackhead. Hey, tell him to stop embarrassing uh, your people down there, man. <laughs> Oh, hey, tell them, man. <laughs> there may be more of him than there are me down there, so I better be careful. I don't know. <laughs> hey, by the way, man, it, so- it sounded like the girls have- were having a good time in the car last night when we talked oh, on the phone. That's it. Layla was so excited to hear Laney and Grace's voice when uh, when we called you. Yeah, we got to get them back together again soon because they're some good girls, and it's really good when they when they get together. So, hey, I'll enjoy I'll enjoy Ricky and Mike and Ronnie later on tonight hey, and our good friends from Jodeci for you. R- R- listen, listen, Jay. Listen, and you, you not many people are going to relate this when I say this, but you'll get it. Yeah. Do, not be fe- do not be fiending for a big button of smile tonight, all right? Because no, they, they, I they, am they, not. They, 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 then, you'll be, then you'll be saying, you know, come and talk to me if you start, if you start fiending for that big button of smile, all right? Well, I'm definitely going to, uh, what is it, knock it up, slip it, uh, flip it, rub it down? I think rub it's going to be me. Oh, yeah! <laughs> 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 uh, man, good talking to you. All right, brother. Hey, I'll talk to you later on. You have a great time tonight. It's Mike Wells of ESPN Radio right there. I believe, Ken, we're frozen right here. I think we have to, like, do this. But if you're inside the lounge via YouTube Live, you probably noticed that about every 40 minutes or so, we have to reboot the lounge. I believe we're frozen in time right here a little bit. So don't go anywhere. Not only, I, I'm on the chat right now. Not only are we frozen in time, but apparently a porn bot has infiltrated the chat group right now. So we've got, we're frozen in time inside the lounge via YouTube Live, and we've got a porn bot. Running loose like the GC crackhead did in Bloomington, I guess, early in the week in the storm drain right there. True story. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Don Fisher after 5. I use got a big one on the road in Cincinnati tomorrow. We'll chat Don up, the voice of the Hoosiers. We got John Price as well. But let me tell you this. If you've never been here, if you're thinking right now, man, I really want to go to a show, do it. Because we're at the back nine off of Drover Street. We're with Bud Light on a Blue Friday. This place is incredible. Incredible. Entertainment everywhere. I mean, you'll love it. I want you to get here. And then we've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away while we're here. So you can win courtesy of Bud Light. Chiefs Colts tickets while we're here. And then have a good time. We're at the back nine. If you're asking where Drover Street is, we're a little bit south of I-70, the near southwest side of downtown across on the south side of I-70. Drover Street, you'll be able to see the nets and the poles and everything here. Back nine golf is what we're doing, and you're going to love it on a Bud Light Blue Friday. Get here, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Look at all those ding-dongs. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Colby Monroe County writes this, JMV, I have a box full of RCA cables if you need a couple to keep that YouTube feed going. I don't know. I'll have to ask Kyle back there. (laughs) Eddie in Silverdale, Washington chimes in. What's really going on? 
with Shaquille Leonard reminiscent of the luck mystery. Uh, it's certainly getting that way. And let's just face it, too. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to trust this organization <laughs> regarding uh, information. And that's why I asked Mike, and I, that's probably not a good way to handle it any differently unless you just say, hey, you know what? Uh, this guy is not coming back no matter how good I feel that he looks in practice until he is ready to come back. And when you say that, you sound exactly like how everything was explained regarding Andrew Luck. So I guess now you have to determine whether or not, Eddie, it is more of a Shaquille Leonard thing where he didn't feel he's ready. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, it is about conditioning. It is about conditioning. But I, for one, I know others around me felt that he would be making his debut. If he wasn't going to play in week one or week two, that you could really look at week number three as being that starting point. So I don't know how much disappointment there might be over there. But I know the fans are certainly disappointed. And uh, I guess he'll come back whenever he is, he is and they are satisfied he is in that type of shape to return. But, yeah, it is starting to shape up as uh, one of those mysteries that nobody wants to go through again. I don't blame you whatsoever. We're live at the back nine. We're on Drover, south side of Indianapolis, Bud Light, Blue Friday. I've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away, so I'd love to see you here. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio a little bit earlier. Bob Lovell joined us as well. Uh, thanks to CarX and the 14 Central Indiana locations, the high school football game of the week. Brendan King and Jim Leiser got you with Franklin Central and Noblesville, part of a really good week six high school football schedule coming up later on tonight. Bob Lovell every Friday brought to you by CarX. So is the high school football game of the week that's coming your way at 7 o'clock later on this evening. Gutshot writes this, JMV, you keep mentioning that the Colts have played one good quarter. Was that the one where Houston was playing prevent defense? Not only was it that one, but it was also that quarter in which it appeared that Houston kind of ran out of gas. That's why I said it was more it was more like the Colts doing in themselves. I didn't think Houston was anything at all. I thought they were just taking advantage of what the Colts were giving them. And it was, well, essentially in that game, everything. It was everything. And you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right. But that's where we are right now. Because what else are you going to talk about? I mean, the only other positive that we can even closely relate with a 0-1-1 start was the first couple of possessions in the fourth quarter of that Houston game. Well, they went down the field and then had the opportunity. And, man, it does make you think. It makes you think. Maybe not because of the way they played last week, they weren't close at all. They were awful. But it makes you think where they might be, how this might look, had Alec Pierce held that touchdown catch, and they may have been up, you know, 7 nothing, 10 nothing, whatever the case might be. Probably nothing different compared to, to Jacksonville because they were so awful down there. But, no, that's absolutely right. That's what we have seen. That's why it is so incredibly impossible for me to think that this is anywhere reminiscent, for example, to a start like last year that was slow because they were good and competent and competitive against the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams in week two a year ago. They are there. Then if you remember, Wentz at the end of the game got twisted up like a pretzel by Aaron Donald, and that was that. And then that led to week three in Tennessee, and he couldn't move. He was basically concreted into the ground. 
and they started out 0-3. Again, the precedent is set with bad starts, but I just don't see, to me, the history of those bad starts and then raising their game. I just haven't seen the potential of them doing that. That's why they're going to have to change a lot of minds. And, I mean, I'm not the only one out here. A lot of minds coming up on Sunday. Quick break, and we shall return. Don Fisher after 5 o'clock. I just got a big one tomorrow in Cincinnati. We shall discuss that. John Price is going to be here as well. Got Colts happy hour coming up at the 6 o'clock hour. Don's at 5 now, Kyle, did you say? All right, Don Fisher coming up at 5 o'clock, the voice of the Hoosiers for us. We've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away here. And then some point before the end of the show, I'm going to give somebody the opportunity to join, well, join me for a little bit in the Bullseye Event Center with the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. That on Sunday. And then throw in a couple of pregame field passes. Now, again, you need to have tickets already to be able to win this. We want that out of you. But if you do and you want to make a chance at maybe winning some field passes pregame-wise, we'll give you the opportunity coming up before the end of the show. Luke Combs tickets as well for you. All a part of this show on a Bud Light Blue Friday at the back nine off of Drover, the near southeast. Check that west side of downtown near Lily, right? The Lily location is right across the street off of Drover with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. So happy that you have chosen to join us. i got to see more people down here, though. I've got four pair of Chiefs Colts stickers to give away. I know I've been giving them a lot of crap this week. But, I mean, what the hell? Let's go down there Sunday and have some fun regardless of what happens. I'll tell you what. Somebody wins here. I may end up getting somebody inside the Bullseye Event Center coming up on Sunday, too. May do that. We've got pregame field passes, a pair to give away here in the 5 o'clock hour, courtesy of my friend Kyle Cadet at BullseyeEventGroup.com. And that's going to get you into the uh, Colts pregame huddle presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration, too. Now, I'm going to be down there at 9 o'clock in the morning. That is called the ride to kickoff. I'm going to be there from 9 until 10. Then I get a bail and head up to Touchdown Town with our friends here at Bud Light. Touchdown Town where Clayton Anderson will be playing. We talked to him a little bit earlier. He's going to be playing, I believe, around 11 a.m. in Touchdown Town. And uh, we'll do our Colts pregame huddle beginning at 10 a.m. So Clayton was on a little bit earlier. Bob Lovell joined us a little bit earlier. Chris Hagan was on here. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio. Um, and there was no truth, as I asked him, no truth to the rumor that he was the guy in the storm drain that they had to pull out of there earlier in the week. It was not Mike Wells of ESPN Radio of Brownsburg and now of IU shaping young minds in the field of communication. He joined us. The podcasts are up there, too. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, we just end up posting the entirety of the Lounge experience here every single day so you can get all of our conversations regarding the Colts and then some right there. No Shaquille Leonard, no Bernard Ryman coming up on Sunday. They have been listed now officially as out, although Alec Pierce... The former Cincinnati wide receiver, the rookie, has been cleared from concussion protocol. And uh, we'll cross our fingers, I guess, on Michael Pittman Jr. It looks like he's going to be good to go, but we've said that before. They need him on Sunday without a doubt. 
Yeah, we've got four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away here. Also, Luke Combs tickets for you coming up here on the air a little bit later on. Meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. The voice of the Hoosiers have a big one coming up tomorrow in the Queen City. They get the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Don Fisher joins us. So I, I didn't know if you heard about that situation in Bloomington with the guy in the storm drain a little bit earlier this week. It was not Mike Wells. I thought maybe that was a possibility, but it wasn't. Well, that's the good news, right? <laughs> yeah, and I guess the bad news for me, evidently, it was one of Greene County's finest that was in there. So that's bad news for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't know him personally. That's key. <laughs> no, uh, I just I, I just hope like hell that I'm not related to him, Don. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I heard about the story today uh, uh, on the ride down here to Cincinnati. So I didn't really know that much about it until I heard the story, but I I was kind of astonished to say the least. Yeah, that uh, and, and I mean, this stuff has become problematic nearly everywhere. But and I, you know how much Don I love Bloomington, and I know you do too. A seminary Square has become so problematic there off of Second Street, um, yeah. and and that's um, at some point. Just like everywhere else, you're going to have to try to really do something about that. I'm not trying to get all political or you know do something that's non-sports related. But I have so much love for, you know, Bloomington and the surrounding communities and that. And I love Seminary Square. And it's kind of just turned into uh, something we're kind of kind of got to stay away from. And probably something needs to be done like other aspects of everywhere we're talking about here. So, yeah, you're right, John. There's no question. It's a it's a different world we live in today. And unfortunately, it's not necessarily all that a good one, if you know what I mean. It's not. I tell you what was good though was that come from behind win. I don't care if it was Western Kentucky, if it was Kentucky or Eastern Kentucky or wherever. Getting that win was the priority, and they did. And now we, we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Your thoughts about IU going into this Cincinnati game where a lot of people say, hey, uh, unbeaten IU. Um, you know, they're they're pretenders right now. This is a way to really stake your claim if you could put together something nice tomorrow? Well, I think there's no question that Cincinnati, uh, beating a Cincinnati team like they are, even though they're not uh, the team that they were a year ago, if you beat this Cincinnati team tomorrow at Cincinnati, uh, I think you definitely showed that you're a capable football team the rest of the year. But uh, right now, this team has not played up to its level of capability at this juncture, I don't believe. I'm talking about you now. And uh, there's no question that three games to this point have not given you a lot of belief that this team is going to be terrific the rest of the season. And whether they would be or not, they've got to play better than they have in the first three ball games. And I, I say that not to slight Indiana in the least. They just haven't played great football in three ball games, and they have found ways to win all three games. So that's really all that matters. The W is what counts these days. But you could still sit there and say, man, they, if, if anything, if they play their best football game against Cincinnati and win that one, then you're saying something because Cincinnati's a really good football team and a program that has been phenomenal under Luke Fickle. So, Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, IU and Cincinnati coming up tomorrow. You know, I was asked this in, in, in terms of the Colts or whomever is playing. Has there been a constant? Has there been a constant positive 
for this team through the first three weeks and three wins of the season. Has there been a constant that you have seen that they can play off of and help improve their team going into tomorrow, for example, against Cincinnati? Well, with the exception of one half of football, I think Connor Bazelak has been pretty consistent. I think he's really done a nice job at the quarterback position in his first year at Indiana. Uh, I, I think this guy is a really a winner. I think he's a gamer type guy. Uh, he's very calm and cool. He, he takes his time out there. He knows what he's doing. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. He's got experience after starting a couple of years at Missouri prior to coming to Indiana. Uh, he, he is, he, with the exception of the first half in the Idaho game, which you could argue uh, had a lot to do with the weather conditions, but he was he was not good in the first half, and then he went crazy in the second half and was ten of twelve from the from the quarterbacking position and and led Indiana to twenty nine consecutive points before uh, Idaho got on the board again. But I, I honestly believe that he has been as consistent as anybody, and I think the receiving core has been pretty solid as well. Uh, there have been a few drops, but I, I just think that the upgrade that we saw at quarterback and the receiving uh, from last year has been probably the most important part of this team's ability to win these three ball games up to this point. Yeah, and I, we know. See, that's why I ask you that. We know all the issues, and because these issues have been consistent and really consistent over the years, I was just kind of curious what is what is coming through. Now, the other thing we know this, Don, is we know about Cincinnati a year ago. I mean, what they were a year ago, they are still good, but, man, they lost a crap ton from that great team a year ago. You know, John, I looked at that uh, over the last week now and putting together all my material for the broadcast tomorrow. The interesting thing to me is, despite the fact that they lost 12 starters from last year's team um, and nine of those guys went to the NFL, but you know what? 85% of their football team are guys that played either start as a starter or a backup last year or the year before. They have three, four, five, and six-year guys on this football team. They, Despite the fact that they lost uh, a lot of these star players, they've got guys that have played a ton. And they showed it in that first game against Arkansas, especially on the defensive side battling a number 19-ranked Arkansas at the time, who's now number 12, I believe, at this point. Um, that's a really good football team, and they lost to them by a single touchdown and actually had a chance to win the game, and a lot of people thought that they might win it. So when you look at Cincinnati, they even though they lost a lot, they still have a lot coming back, and they have proved it in these first three games. They Obviously, the one game, the loss to Arkansas at Arkansas, was uh, not a slouch loss by any stretch of the imagination. And then they just destroyed Kennesaw State at 69 on the board in that one. And then third ball game, they beat a, a rival team in Miami of Ohio, uh, which is a good program, as, uh, as everybody knows. Uh, they beat them solidly. So, honestly, uh, I think Cincinnati is a team to be reckoned with this year. Certainly in their conference, they certainly will be. But, but I do think this is going to be a challenge for Indiana. And if Indiana can pull this game out, win on the road for the first time this year in their first opportunity, I think it's a huge, huge victory for this Indiana football program. I believe, Don, Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Is that game sold out tomorrow? And I'm assuming with that sellout, are there going to be a lot of IU fans making the trip? There, there, it is a sellout, and I could not tell you if there are going to be a ton of high U fans here or not. I haven't talked to any of the ticket people. We drove down separately today. 
yeah. rather than take the buses. So I didn't get a chance to see the, the ticket folks uh, before today's conversation. But uh, my gut feeling is that most of these tickets are taken up by Cincinnati fans because they're viewing this as a big-time game as well. They look at, the, at playing a Big Ten opponent as something special. And here's the other aspect of Cincinnati but right now. They haven't lost a game here in 28 straight times playing against some opponent. They have won 28 straight home games. This is a team that is on the roll right now, and Luke Fickle has done a remarkable job of building this program into something special, as you could tell by last year's getting to the college playoff Final Four. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, with us. It was interesting last week. Your call was fantastic, but Charles Campbell with the game winner and what he had gone through that week prior I think it's cool when a kid is cool with being coached up in the fashion in which Tom Allen explained to you that he coached him up. And clearly there was a lot of yelling going on, a lot of old school effect in what he expected out of him. But, Don, what's special about that is the kid responded. He didn't go hide. He didn't piss and moan. He didn't cry. He didn't whine. He went out there and he responded with that game winner. That's exactly what you want to see. Absolutely. Uh, he hit three He hit three field goals in that ball game prior to that one. But, of course, the team at that point, when they got into the overtime period, went back backwards for three plays and uh, put him back uh, in position where he had to kick in a 51-yarder. And this guy, you know, last year struggled a little bit in the last half of the season. He missed a couple of field goals that normally he would make, and he just had a tough time of it. But this is the fourth this is the fourth 50 or 50 plus yardage field goal he has kicked in his career at Indiana. And he has come up with these before. And I believe he's got his confidence back now. He did miss one the week before um, against Idaho. You know, a rather a short kick. It wasn't a big time kick of any kind like that. He just missed it. And I know that Tom Allen expects more from him in that regard. The good news is that he didn't go like we've seen other kickers go in the past where they start, they miss a couple, and the next thing you know, they can't make anything no matter what the distance is. So I give Charles a lot of credit. He came back in that ball game last week. He knocks in yeah. four field goals, the last of which wins the ball game for IU in a pressure-packed situation, which if he had any confidence issues, I think he got it all back on that kick. Yeah, you know, here's the other thing, and maybe, at least to me, I've seen this, and I know if you agree with me, I know you have too. It seems like defensively, this team and others of the past, they will easily, anything misdirection really fouls everything up defensively. Have you noticed that in particular this year so far? Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you're right. I mean, uh Let's face it. This team has its yeah. flaws. <laughs> yeah. Like one, like not, one fake. I hate to say this. Like one fake, Don. If there's like one pump fake or one misdirection play, it seems like the entire defense goes to one side, and that that's really not good. Yeah, it's not. And and Tom has been a little concerned about the defense at this point in the season. They have not been able to turn the ball over nearly as much, even though they got a few in the first ball game. They've not turned the ball over or turned the other team over as much as they did uh, last two years ago. And, and they struggled with that last year as well. I think a big part of it, John, and I, I hate to say this because it just to me, I think you have to tackle in practice. I just do. That's, that's old school, I know. And there are a lot of teams that don't hit anymore in practice uh, or, or take guys down to the ground in practice sessions. 
I still think you need to do that, especially with a program like IU. We are not getting the greatest athletes uh, like Ohio State gets all the time and the Michigans and Penn State's. You're not getting that kind of an athlete. So you've got to do something different to get these guys ready to play. And I know that Tom believes that he's got to keep his team as healthy as he possibly can because the depth uh, at IU is not what it is at most other schools or at least powerhouse schools. But at the same time, I still think you've got to tackle. And I know that they don't do a lot of it in practice. They just don't. Tom admitted it uh, on our talk show on Wednesday night that they're more concerned right now keeping guys healthy. But at the same time, I think you've got to do more of that just to get you guys ready to play. And I think sometimes that's a big part of the struggles that they have, especially the missed tackles that they've had so far in the first three games. Yeah. The other thing, and and I think it speaks to what you're saying right now, is when they start tackling, it it takes them a while to get used to it. You know what I mean? It takes them a while to really get a feel defensively with that in mind. To, to get going. I, I would agree with you on that, too. I, I don't know, you know, other than just doing it, right? Other than just saying, what yep. the hell, we're just going to do it. I don't know how else you combat it. No, I don't either. I, I know that there are drills that they do, and they try different things uh, in these drills that they do to, 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 to simulate tackling, but I just don't think it's the same. And the physicality that you have to play with, and that's one of the things that Tom brought to this program when he became the defensive coordinator under Kevin Wilson they became a much more physical football team. And certainly a couple of years ago, they were that. They were very aggressive with their uh, ability to tackle and, of course, blitzing and all the things that they did. You you saw it there, but I haven't seen it. I didn't see it last year. I didn't see the physicality last year with the exception of Michael McFadden, who I thought was terrific. Um, But I, I just haven't seen it on a consistent basis, that physicality that you need to be able to take people down and honestly, I think missed tackles have, have been a big factor why this defense has not performed quite to the ability that we think they're capable of. Yeah, and I don't know. Like Cam Jones, for example, I trust not to be in that category. But yes. I would agree with yes. you. I mean, it just it's, it's tough when you lead by example when these guys can't follow it up and when you can't legitimately, you know, work on that as an issue. I just maybe it was just me because, you know, Western Kentucky ran a lot of misdirection plays. I mean, their their quarterback was really good uh, with with the football in his hand, and it just kind of seemed like the whole field would lean defensively one way or the other on, you know, one fake or another, too. And that just it seemed like a significant issue to me on Saturday. Well, it may have been. I, you know, I, I didn't notice it that much. I, when I'm doing play-by-play, it's hard for me to do, sure. to, to figure, figure out because I'm watching the ball, making sure that everybody knows where the ball's out of the field, that there's a play being made. Uh, so I can't watch that like you can on television. But at the same time, I, I can't argue with you. I, I don't think that the defense has played quite up to their capability at this point. I, think, I still think this is a really good defense, and I think they have some really good personnel on this defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And I just don't think we've seen them play their best. And I think if they do that tomorrow, they'll give themselves a chance because let's face it, the defense has held them in a couple of these ball games when they've actually had to have somebody that's uh, been able to keep the, keep them from uh, keep the offense um, with an opportunity or give the offense an opportunity, because I don't think we've seen enough of that at this point. No, I, I would agree with you too. I, I do. And, you know, good, I'm glad they're three and Oh, but tomorrow is just such a gauge for them. And, it, you know, again, Don, with this IU football program, it doesn't matter who's been the coach or what. 
we always kind of reach this point of the season, don't we? Right here, where this is the yeah. gauge. Yep, there, there's no question. I mean, this is going to be a test. There's no doubt about that. Cincinnati has all the tools to be really – they'll probably win their conference again this year. They are that good. And uh, I, I think that this is going to challenge Indiana dramatically. Um, at the same time, I still think Indiana is capable of winning this ball game. I thought if you go back to last year and how good that team was that they played in Bloomington, uh, that Cincinnati team I'm talking about, they, they had them on the ropes in the first half. They were up 14 to nothing on that ball club and it looked like they were going to go in at halftime with a 14 nothing lead, only to have Micah McFadden get kicked out of the ball game with a bad targeting call. That uh, yeah. I have still to this day, I, I can't believe that they called targeting on him for what what happened in that play. But he went out of the ball game with I think maybe a minute and a half or two minutes left. They scored ten points. They scored ten points because the heart of your football team's defense left the ball game. That can't happen again. Uh, and I and I do believe that Indiana is capable of playing the Cincinnati ball club, but they're going to have to prove it on the field. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, IU and Cincinnati. That's a 3.30 kick. So 2.30, you can join their hour-long pregame coverage on 93 WIBC. Now, is uh, Rhett going to be jetting out quickly after tomorrow's game as he did last week? (laughs) I don't think you'll have quite the problem that he had last week. In fact, he he flew out out last week, and uh, he literally had to – come to Cincinnati to get a non No, that was the week before. I'm sorry. It was the week before. Right. So, But last week, yeah, he had a plane to catch, and, and obviously he caught it, so he was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 heard that, I heard that part of the conversation, too. I wondered if he was going to fly into Cincinnati and fly out of Cincinnati. Seems like it would be more yeah, convenient. He, he's doing that this week, that's for sure. All right, buddy. We'll be listening coming up tomorrow, Don. I appreciate it every week. Have a, a great night and uh, have some fun calling that game tomorrow. All right, John. Thanks for having me. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Got IU Cincinnati tomorrow, 3.30 is that kick. Again, 2.30, your pregame coverage. It begins on 93 WIBC coming up tomorrow afternoon. Hey, we're live at the back nine. You guys been here yet? It is spectacular. My friend Doug, who's with me right now, literally works right across the street at Lilly. They make all types of genius things over there. They're doing chemistry experiments and stuff over at Lilly. And then right over here, what you do if you're a Lilly, you just kind of bust out of work like he did at noon. And then come right over here, or come in at noon and come at 3.30. Come right on over here. And then join us because we have Chiefs Colts tickets to give away off of Drover Street. This is a great facility. If you've never seen Back Nine, you will be floored because it's much more than just the golf that you see here. It is an entire entertainment complex. I mean, incredible. So if you're thinking about an office party, a birthday party, an anniversary gathering, a reunion, I mean, anything, great food, and every single level, you have entertainment. In fact, I think it was Harley D that told me that our friend Clayton Anderson was going to actually be here next week and play. But, no, this is awesome. It really is. And you can see it from I-70, literally a little bit south, maybe a block or two south of I-70 off of Drover Street is where we are on the south side, the southwest side of downtown at Back 9. The Back 9 Golf and Entertainment 
Complex, Bud Light Blue Friday, four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets to give away. Coming up in a minute, you got to listen to win. We're going to give you pregame on the field passes courtesy of Kyle Cadet at bullseyeeventgroup.com along with Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes and Sons Restoration. We're going to give you passes for that as well inside the Bullseye Event Center on Sunday. All you can eat, all you can drink. My friend DJ Skids, my friend DJ Helicon, get you entertainment. It is always what you want to do to make the game day experience the best it can be. We're going to do that, give you that opportunity to win coming up here before 6 o'clock. Luke Combs tickets as well before 6 o'clock. you got to listen to win. All right, John Price coming up a little bit later on, but I want to see you here, a part of what is a Bud Light Blue Friday at Back Nine Golf and Entertainment, the complex off of Drover. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Hey, you going to stare all day or are you going to buy something? Uh, I'm going to stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Oh, inside the lounge via YouTube Live, you guys have been fantastic. Thanks for hanging today. We got this kind of 40-minute thing we got to get fixed, but we will at some point. Ken Myers is back there somewhere. Right behind me. Let's see. There he is. Get the JMV sucks hat on and everything. John Price is going to rock and like docking coming up in a minute. I promise you that regarding week three of the NFL. Uh, look at all these handsome cabs. Is this something that, that what, what are they doing? Do they hang out down here? Is there a stable here somewhere? The stable's down here? Yeah, I hate to say it because I know everybody really loves it, but there's nothing worse in the world. Well, actually, there is. They're called scooters. <laughs> the second worst thing in the well, it may be third. <laughs> the fourth worst thing in the world downtown. Well, wait a minute, maybe fifth. Might be the uh, handsome cabs. Because there's not enough beefarino in the world to feed those things and make you want to get behind one downtown. It is not. <laughs> Stable must be out here somewhere then. Hey, meantime, joining us now, the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. He is the friend of the show. We have him on each and every Friday at this time. From sportsinformationtraders.com at 866-441-2711. John Price is with us. Hello, John. How are you? Ready to put a nice big challenge out there to your listeners. You know, we've been okay. on with you for we've been on with you for a number of years now and uh You've heard me talk about different offers that benefit your listeners, and today's is a beauty. It's a real beauty. Here's what we're doing. We've got five football plays between now and Sunday, five plays for $149. Now, I know you've heard that from me before, but here is the added part to it. If we don't win at least three of these five plays, you are going to get 60 days of free service with my company. So here's what you do. You go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com, or you give us a call, 866-441-2711. You'll see on the homepage five plays, $149, and you'll see exactly what I just said. Guaranteed we win at least three of these five plays, or you get the next 60 days of service with my company for free. So you're either having a great weekend with us, which we expect, or you're with us for the next two months for free. Five plays, $149. It's at our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. That is our friend John Price right there. And, um, yeah, it's certainly been interesting around here the first couple of weeks. And, 
you know, if you're the Colts, you go 0-1-1 one, and one on the season in your home opener, and everybody's excited. There's euphoria going everywhere, John, and you get one of the better teams in the NFL coming in your building on Sunday with the Chiefs. How do you view that bad boy going into Sunday? Well, the line opened at Kansas City minus three, and now it's sitting around five, six, five and a half. So yes, we've got a lot of line move. We got a lot of line movement uh, on Kansas City this week. That's where it's sitting at five and a half. And you know, it's a tough loss last week in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, they totaled only thirty yards of offense in the first half, and uh, it, it the team just has to. They've got to get better production from their offensive line, more from the ground game. Matt Ryan's got to be better overall. They're playing a Kansas City team that's heavily favored, of course, but I think the Colts are going to play a better football game this week. I think they know who's coming to town. They're not going to look past them. I think they're going to play extremely well. Kansas City, number six overall offense right now after two weeks in the NFL, and I expect them to challenge the Colts secondary early in this one. In the end, I think that this is going to be a lower-scoring football game i'm not talking 10 to 9 or 17 to 16 but the total is 51 points and i do not think these two teams are going to reach that number so a play for you to watch this weekend take the under 51 points in the chiefs colts football game and i know you'll be watching that game i will have my eyes on five football games this weekend five that's it five those five plays are available to all brand new clients, if you're listening to me right now on JMV show, you qualify. Give us a call or go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. Five plays, $149, and here's the most important part. We guarantee we're going to win at least three of these five plays, meaning that you profit or you get the next 60 days of service with my company for free. If there's ever been a weekend where you've said, you know what, I've heard this guy, now I'm going to really see what he's all about. This is the weekend to do it. Go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com, and you'll see it right there. You can purchase it directly, and we'll get you set up for this weekend. 866-441-2711, and again, sportsinformationtraders.com. John Price is with us. And back to what you were talking about regarding the Colts, too. This has been a team, and a lot of folks kind of view this as this is just recent history. This is how they start. But normally at some point, they do get kick-started. They just had hoped to handle that in training camp and do some things differently. Uh, And it certainly hasn't equated out to them changing things around. But, you know, normal circumstances in the past, John, this team has uh, gotten up off, off the proverbial floor a couple of different times after bad starts. They had. They started one and three last year, and they couldn't get the running game going. I mean, you know, people were, were saying, "What's going on with Carson Wentz?" And take a look at what Jonathan Taylor did the first four weeks of the season last year. He had a dream season by the time it ended, but the first four weeks, they could not run the football. And uh, I see, I just don't see any flow in that offense right now. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. we knew Jacksonville was going to take a couple big swings. Uh, you know, with the the game last week, it's always tough when they're playing uh, in Jacksonville, but they just need to find a rhythm. They're going to be at home. People are not expecting nationally for them to win this football game, but they need to take advantage of the fact that they have an opportunity to really, you know, face a good chiefs team. And if, should they win this game, it does change the complexion of the season dramatically. 
I think the total under 51 is the way to go. Last week we were on here, and I gave out the Jaguars and the points, and I know people thought, oh, you know, he's down on the Colts. No, the Jaguars were getting points in their own building. I mean, that's that's where you got to look for value. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the better team. You, you're looking to win the wager. So that's what we look to do. We don't say, okay, this team – is definitely better than that team. We say which team is going to cover because that's how you make money in this industry. This weekend, we've got five games. We expect them all to win. You have a chance to purchase them for $149 with a guarantee that we will win at least three of these five games or you will get 60 days of service free with my company. So you're with us all the way almost until Thanksgiving for free. If we don't deliver, go to our website, sportsinformationtraders.com. You know, John, before I let you go, too, I want to double back to something you said at the outset of the conversation regarding the Colts' offensive line. That, that is indeed where it all starts, and especially coming up on Sunday, and that's what, at least team-wise, has been so disappointing and was disappointing last week in Jacksonville. 866-441-2711 for what is a tremendous deal right now with John Price. It's sportsinformationtraders.com. Again, sportsinformationtraders.com. John Price with us every Friday right here. John, I appreciate you more than you know. Enjoy those games this weekend, especially those five, and we'll talk at you again next Friday. Thank you, JMV. Appreciate it. John Price, sportsinformationtraders.com, 866-441-2711. We're at the back nine. Bud Light Blue Friday. Ice cold Bud Light for you. This complex is incredible. Back nine golf and entertainment complex. And I've got folks vouching the food is spectacular. And again, I want to remind folks, if you're out and about and you can't make it here, if you're looking to have an office party or, you know, if you're not even in the office any longer, if you're working for home, but you work with a group and you want to have a a great get together. And this is the place right here. This is the place at the back nine. They get everything for you, too. You will absolutely love it. They also have concerts here. It's an entertainment complex as well. You will love it. Back nine golf and entertainment complex. I got four pair of Chiefs and Colts tickets to give away. We'll do that before 7 o'clock. In fact, I believe in the 6 o'clock hour, we shall start doing that. I blame Nicole and Harley D for what they did to me a little bit earlier with the white tee, but that's okay. We survived that. All right. Kyle, as we go to break, you want to do this right now? You're going to give away some tickets, some passes? Yeah. Here's what I have for you. And I would really love if you guys already have tickets to the game on Sunday because it would be kind of awkward if you don't. In fact, please do. Please have tickets to the game right now. But what I'm going to do, considering you have tickets for that home opener on Sunday, Kyle Cadet has authorized me to hand out a pair of pregame tickets field passes pregame field passes and you can get inside the bullseye event center for the bullseyeeventgroup.com colts vip tailgate presented by hayes and sons restoration all you can eat a great spread all you can drink which is fantastic right dj skids dj helicon bullseye event center across capital from lucas oil stadium beginning at 10 a.m on sunday That's what I'm going to do. Two passes to the Bullseye Event Center, Colts VIP tailgate, and two pregame field passes. Number nine at 239-1070. Number nine at 239-1070. 
But please allow me this. Just have tickets to the game if you plan on winning these. 239-1070. That, Luke Combs tickets before we leave. Colts happy hour, top of the hour. Back nine, Bud Light Blue Friday. Where we're going to be coming up on Monday is going to be awesome. So all the folks that have ever listened to me all, well, from where I am from, going to get the opportunity to join the show coming up on Monday. I'll explain that and more on the Colts coming up next. It is, well, live at the back nine on a Bud Light Blue Friday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Dude, most metal <laughs> and 107.5 The Fan. Oh, welcome back. Is somebody giving me some food here? Well, wait a minute. I'm going to take that one right there because that's how I am. Thank you, man. I'll just put it. Hell, I'll just put it down here. Oh, look. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. My friends at Zinc are awesome, by the way. Bud Light Blue Friday. If you're hearing that correctly, it would be the dulcet tones of not Luke Fickle, not Luke Skywalker, But no, Luke Combs. What is this song, Kyle? Hit me like a hurricane? Hurricane, yeah. Is it talking like hurricane, like uh, the storm or the drink? Uh, I think it's uh, talking about his girl cheating on him, so he's going to the bar to drink. At least that's what the music video is here. That is kind of like what Nicole and Harley D got me something that it was called a white tea. You like the white tea, Nicole? No, Nicole likes it. Uh, I hate to use uh, in terms of the third person here, but but Johnny, I don't know what Johnny felt about that. It was <laughs> a little bit, a little bit different for John right there. But no, seriously, number nine is going to go see Luke Combs. Luke Combs at Lucas Oil Stadium, the first of April of next year. So the first of April of next year, and I had no idea, and I guess that shows what I know about modern-day country right now. I had no idea that guy can fill up Lucas Oil Stadium, but he can. You guys want to go. Number nine is going to go at 239-1070. So go ahead and get the call in right now. Uh, Check it out. Back nine's our location. Bud Light Blue Friday, four pair of Chiefs Colts tickets. We'll start giving away. I think with Brittany, you want to start giving away at about six here? Six o'clock, Brittany says six o'clock. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Six o'clock for our tickets. Chiefs and Colts game four pair to give away courtesy of Bud Light coming up in the six o'clock hour. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers a little bit earlier. Uh, We also talked to uh, Bob Lovell as we normally do every Friday right here. Week number six of the high school football season. I had to get a shout out from my friends down at Ron Colley. They are rolling, rolling up the Brebuff right now to play. And those of you that are out and about enjoying high school football on a Friday night, thank you so much for tuning in. C. Fitch did tweet at me with this from Warren Sharp. Warren Sharp has kind of been all over this Colts team and the inadequacies we have seen (laughs) through the first two weeks. He says, no team runs cover three more than Indy. And I saw this stat, C. Fitch, earlier this week, too. No quarterback is better versus cover three than Mahomes. And if you remember, we brought this up early in the week about how Gus Bradley has played against Mahomes in his career. Uh, and that's been good. 
has not been good. And that's that would stand to reason what I brought up a little bit earlier. When I was on these shows in Kansas City, and this was before Shaquille Leonard was ruled out for Sunday, the first point that they made defensively wasn't, you know, edge rush. It wasn't containing Mahomes into the pocket. You know, it wasn't trying to control, for example, over the middle how good Travis Kelsey is. Each and every time it was, well, you know what? If Shaquille Leonard plays his first game against the Chiefs in week three, he is a difference maker from a takeaway standpoint. And they had talked about how Kansas City had had some inefficiencies, if we will, of being able to to control that. And that would be a difference. And then now that he is out, you kind of look at that as, okay, so what is going to be done? You look at that like Warren Sharp gave, and, yeah, that is, that's not a good thing. But that's certainly uh, something that we have talked about. And it uh, <laughs> a hold true. Hopefully you get a more of a spirited and certainly competitive effort out of this team coming up on Sunday. Because, honestly, if not, going to be some serious issues coming up on Monday. Make no question about that, that we certainly will talk about right here. I mentioned, too, on Monday we're going to be in Bloomington. That's a Bud Light Blue Monday. I'm assuming we're going to have Titans and Colts tickets to give away. We're going to be in Bloomington at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to various Buffalo Wild Wings throughout central and south central Indiana. Like later on in the season, we'll be in Shelbyville. We'll be in Greenfield, I think. I believe we're going to be in Franklin. Uh, North, we're going to be in Lebanon. But we're going to do a lot of the surrounding area Buffalo Wild Wings every Monday on a Bud Light Blue Monday. We're going to be off of Bloomfield Road in my stomping grounds of Bloomington coming up on Monday. So if you're a friend of mine, whatever, if you hang around Bloomington, Monroe County, G.C., Lawrence County, that area, man, come by and see us, and maybe you'll win a pair of tickets for the Titans and the Colts. We'll do that coming up on Monday. That's the Buffalo Wild Wings location off of Bloomfield Road. We will be in Bloomington with you coming up on Monday. And here's the other thing, too. You guys are all going to get, if you go to the show on Monday, to meet my mom. And Cheryl, by the way, is about ready to turn 77. Really, I think early, I'm trying to remember when it is, early October. Now, are you going to do your impression of your mom in front of her? Hell no. I'll have to hear that for a week. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, my mom lives alone, and I call my mom every day. I call my, and I have for a number of years, I call her every day to check in, make sure things are going okay, and I freak out often when she doesn't answer. But if I, Kyle, if I do the the my mom impression in front of her, in front of others down there, some of which she'll, she'll probably know, um, I will never hear the end of it. And you know me, I want to try to maintain a level of hassle-free, and that is not hassle-free right there, buddy. Not hassle-free. So probably no mom impression in front of my mom, but she's going to be there. Nope. I think, in fact, that's the first show she's been to going you know, way back when I took her to the uh, a Bullseye Event Group show, a Colts pregame huddle way back in the day, maybe six or seven years ago. Go ahead. Is she as big of a Colts fan as she is a Pacers fan, or is she more of a Pacers she, fan? She watches every single week. Um, I would probably give – she's a huge Colts fan, but she likes hoop and loves the Pacers, has been incredibly disappointed, but hangs with me regarding 33 of the Pacers. 
She does hang with me regarding that. But loves the Colts, too, and would uh, love if any of the Colts folks are listening. My 70, soon-to-be 77-year-old mother would love a certainly more spirited performance on Sunday. I think it would do her and everybody else a lot of good. All right, more to come here. Back nine, Bud Light Blue Friday. We're going to, with Brittany, start giving away Chiefs-Colts tickets. Four pair and all. Got that coming up. Congratulations to our Luke Combs tickets winners and those that are going to be on the field. I may have a surprise for you here coming up as well. I'll entertain those thoughts and more. Colts happy hour is straight ahead. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Don't go anywhere.